Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Are you going to make fun of me for having notes? No. (laughs) Oh, you typed them. (laughs) You typed them out. That's so sweet. Taking this seriously. You know what? I'm proud of you. How do your headphones fit? (laughs) (laughs) What? They fit, right? Uh Uh-huh. They look like they fit really well. Uh Uh-huh. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we'll watch something I like, but I can't believe you made me watch. My name is Alison Bobbitt, and I'm here with my beautiful, gorgeous, fantastic husband. With a normal size head. With a totally normal size head. He can buy hats anywhere. <laughs> so mean (laughs) oh it's totally it's it's a chill head (laughs) (laughs) um i'm here with him and um i just have a lot of brains okay (laughs) yes your big giant brain Mm -hmm. it's uh, far superior to my tiny lady brain i didn't Uh, say that (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to cut that cough out (laughs) That cough is karma. <clears throat> you made me watch Son of Rambo. So Son of Rambo is a 2007 movie written and directed by Garth Jennings, who was half of a production team called Hammer and Tongs. It was him along with his producing partner, Nick Goldsmith. And they did a bunch of music videos. Like, you Mm -hmm. would be surprised at all the music videos they did. And then they got an opportunity to start doing movies. Mm -hmm. This is a semi-autobiographical movie for Garth Jennings. Uh, He's the same age that I am, Uh which is also the same age as the kids in the movie. And Empire Magazine awarded it their best comedy of the year for 2007. Oh, wow. Yeah. And have you ever seen Empire Magazine? Um, I've seen it like on the stands. I've yeah. never like read it, but Empire Magazine is the thing I miss most about bookstores because it's oh, such yeah, a yeah. giant magazine, mm-hmm. and I really feel like it was probably the best of those kinds of magazines that really dive deep into movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh, I miss thumbing through giant copies of Empire. I know. I also love this movie. I think it held up in fact if anything i think i liked it even more watching it this time now that i'm a dad Mm -hmm. i'm wondering what you thought of it i really liked it um it's basically about um two boys who go to like catholic school i guess i 
I or got private the, school or I got the feeling school. that it was like a, a public school, but it was just sort of uniforms. Uh, yeah, with uniforms. Okay, yeah, I think you're right because at one point, so one of the kids is part of. They don't say what religion; they just call it the brethren. Yeah, it's the Plymouth Brethren. They're basically like Mormon. How we have the Amish. Oh, okay. It's sort of like that, but it started in Ireland. It's mm-hmm. still around today. Okay. And the autobiographical part of that isn't that Garth Jennings grew up Plymouth Brethren, but his neighbor did. Mm-hmm. So he thought it would be more interesting. Uh, because seeing Rambo as a kid was a profoundly moving experience for him. Mm-hmm. But he wrote it like, well, what would it have been like if my neighbor got to see it? Yeah. Because they're not allowed to watch TV. Yeah. They're not allowed to associate with people outside, outside. the Brethren. Yeah. And Will Proudfoot is the kid who's part of the Plymouth Brethren. Yeah. And he lost his dad. His dad had an aneurysm while cutting the grass. Yeah. And I got the feeling that he was kind of stuck going to a public school because yeah, he had a single mom. Would, yeah, he had a single mom. Yeah, and otherwise could, he would have been homeschooled, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. And it seemed like so there's um one one of the leaders or probably one of the elders or whatever mm-hmm. keeps coming over to like have dinner with them and like spend time with his mom and it felt like he was kind of trying to be a dad. Yeah. And like hook up with the mom. Which creeped me out. It could either be that or it could be that the brethren was worried that he was going to a public school. So he wanted to take more of an active role in his life because he knew he was without a father figure. Yeah, but he keeps they keep having these weird moments between this elder guy and and Mm -hmm. the mom where she's like, hey, you know, and they, you know, he kind of looks too long or, yeah, you know. Yeah, they're definitely awkward. It, it's an awkward moment where there's several awkward moments between them where it seems like he is not really coming on to her, but kind of like maybe trying to forge like more of a relationship with her. Right. And I think she's just like, I have my hands full. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really. Or maybe she's still mourning her husband. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's kind of what I mean is that, like, yeah, her hands are full and it doesn't seem like her husband died all that long ago. Yeah. Like early in the movie, Will takes his watch and his mom is pretty upset about that. Yeah. And like he smells his dad's like jacket Mm -hmm. and like it still has his dad's smell. So, yeah, I would think that it was probably pretty recent. Right. Um, So basically, it's this kid who's going to school and Will Poulter, is that who it is? Yep, playing uh, hoodlum Lee Carter. Yes, <laughs> who's uh, a kid, who's a rich kid, whose parents are pretty much never around, and it's just him and his older brother. Yeah, his uh, parents split up, and his mom has like some rich boyfriend, mm-hmm. and they're jet-setting across Europe or whatever. Yeah, like they're just yeah. not around. They just kind of dumped... Their kids in there's they they live in a retirement home, but it's yeah, like the, the upstairs. Or the something. guy's family owns a retirement home, so yeah. they live in sort of like a mansion attached to it. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of just completely unsupervised and like, you know, running amok. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm sure he just wants 
someone to care about him. Right. <laughs> and um, the two of them form um, an, an, an unlikely friendship after... They meet out in a hallway in at a school hallway at because school. Will's not allowed to watch television. Television, and they're going to watch a documentary. And I think it's important to show the opening scene of Lee Carter bootlegging Rambo, Rambo uh, First yeah. Blood. But what a great introduction! <laughs> the teacher yes. throwing him out like, <laughs> like stop throwing have... the tennis ball. I don't, I don't have, have a tennis ball. Yeah. As soon as the door closes, bang! He's the just tennis hitting ball the tennis the ball against the, yeah. the door. Basically. After the two of them meet, Will Poulter's like, listen, you're going to be the stuntman for my for my movie. I'm making a movie. Yeah, he's enter- he wants to enter a screen test contest. Yes. Kind of in the process of him introducing him to this idea of his movie, this kid ends up watching Rambo. Right. Which is the first movie he's ever seen. Yeah. And it changes his whole life. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about this movie is, you know, of course, there's the in this, there's um, a, some French foreign exchange students. Yeah. Didier. Who, <laughs> Didier. Who um, show up and are assigned to some of the students. And Didier is, which you actually find out at the end of the movie, he's actually a loser in France. But he's right. the coolest guy that anyone's ever seen. I can't wait to tell you about the casting for that. Okay. It'll be fun. We'll get to casting in All a right. minute. But, yeah. but he's basically the coolest guy anybody's ever seen. So he's kind of like just ruling this school. Mm-hmm. And um, he decides he wants to be in the movie too after they kind of find out about it on accident. And so there's a wedge that's driven between the two of them. But ultimately they come back together and yeah. are friends. And, and one of the things that also happens is that um, the little kid who's part of the brethren, Will, Will, realizes that he's not connected to his religion. Additionally, his mom realizes she's not really connected to this religion. And um, they do end up, it, it would appear they're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, because this elder, you know, as Will starts to kind of act out and disappear because he's off, you know, filming this movie, but he's lying to go do it. You know, the elder is just really being an asshole to Will and Will's mom. Right. But she grew up in in, in the Plymouth uh, Brethren because she ends up getting a record player when she yeah. was a child. And the elders burn it burn in front it. of her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she says, she's like, you just have to learn to let these things go. And I think she realizes, like, watching her son struggle with trying to let go of those things that, like, she's removing a lot of joy from not just herself but from her children yeah and i think it's a one of those things where she's like they've already lost their father Mm -hmm. i don't want to take more from them are you gonna cry no okay (laughs) (laughs) no i'm trying not to cough okay at the beginning of this he said that it was an unlikely friendship and i think on the surface will and lee carter are polar opposites but you know, when you think about it, one's a supervi- unsupervised bad boy and the other one's part of the Plymouth Brethren who where rule following is a literal religion, mm-hmm. but it's everything else that matters. They're both outsiders. They don't fit yeah. in in their families. Mm-hmm. They don't fit in in the school. Uh, neither of them have father figures. No. 
one of the things that I also really liked about um, Lee and his brother, who's isn't that Emil Hirsch? No, who no. is that? His brother is played by Ed Westwick. <laughs> That's it. Who he's is from, in Gossip Girl? Uh, yeah, he's from yeah. Gossip Girl, and he's also 2008 People Magazine's uh, one of their sexiest men alive. Oh wow, mm-hmm. good for him. I guess but, he ended up doing an American accent for Gossip Girl off of uh, studying Carlton from Fresh Prince. That's of hilarious. Which I've never seen Gossip Girl, so I don't know. Oh, like, I, I've never seen Gossip Girl either, okay. but I think it's really funny that he learned how to do an American accent from mm-hmm. Carlton from from Fresh Prince. I think that's really funny. Yeah. Um, but I do like how at the end, like towards the end of the movie. Lee is telling Will, you know, like, don't ever call my brother nice scabs, you know. We're not perfect, but he's all that I have, and I love him. Yeah. And his brother sees that footage um, after Lee ends up in the hospital. He's injured by some falling, like, structure. Right. Um, But he's okay, but he broke his leg, you know, and Mm -hmm. some other stuff. But his brother does end up seeing that footage, and then he ends up being in the movie, like... Right. Will and he and Will film this part uh, of the movie and, and he ends up saying like, I, I just like want my brother to know that uh, like I love him. <laughs> like I'm really glad that, you know, he, he and I have each other too. Like, yeah, they have that. He has this moment where he doesn't directly tell his brother, but he kind of directly tells his brother. Yeah. That he loves him and he cares about him. And it's so... I almost started crying at that part where I was like, oh my God, they really do have each other. This movie really lands the ending. It does, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and once, you know, he sees this film that Will ends up putting together for him, you know, where he kind of takes out all of the crazy shit that he was shooting and, and overdubs so that, you know, you can see, like, what what Lee's vision was mm-hmm. for the movie. Um you can see how much that Will cares for Lee and that Lee forgives him and yeah. that they are truly friends. Yeah. And they come they you know, they come back together and you're you just know that they're they're in it. Absolutely. Well let's talk about the cast. Okay. We already talked about uh Lee Carter is played by Will Poulter. Mm-hmm. Will Proudfoot is played by Bill Milner. This is was both of their acting debuts. Was it really? Yeah. They're and so what good. Hammer and Tongs did, instead of going to all the acting schools mm-hmm. and established actors, they just went to regular schools to find regular kids mm-hmm. to be in the movie. And then they did like what Rob Reiner did on Stand By Me. He just had a long rehearsal mm-hmm. with all the kids so they could actually form real life relationships with oh, each other cute. yeah that's neat mm-hmm. and uh, will poulter i remember because i saw this when it came out because i am a huge fan of hammer and tongs which unfortunately they broke up but i'll tell you about their story in a, in a minute mm-hmm. but when i saw will poulter in we are the millers yes Mm-hmm. doing a spot on American accent mm-hmm. and holding his own. Yeah. In, and I found out later words like he had his own sketch comedy show. Oh, in, did he? Yeah. In the UK as a kid. Oh, like, that's so funny. Yeah, it, it was like school of comedy instead of school of rock. Oh, cute, cute. Yeah. And uh, man, he's just great. 
And, you know, we saw him in Detroit. He's mm-hmm. scary as hell in Detroit. He's so scary in Detroit. Detroit the film. Yeah, Detroit the film. <laughs> not just, not the city. Yeah. Detroit the film with only one shot shot in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? And, like, so he goes from this as his debut because mm-hmm. um, Jennings and Goldsmith, Hammer and Tongs, find him in school. Yeah. As a kid who... Like, just was struggling. He's dyslexic. So he liked acting. He wasn't even getting cast all the time. And I was watching a behind-the-scenes thing, and they were like, so you just did, like, school plays and stuff? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we did stuff like uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And they were like, oh, who did you play? He's like, oh, I I didn't get a part. (laughs) So he goes from that to, he's going to be a fucking Marvel superhero. He is, He's playing Adam Warlock in the next Guardians of the Galaxy I know. Which is amazing. He's incredibly talented. Yes. He's very... I feel like every time I see him, I'm just blown away by how good he is. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill Milner, uh, he continued to act and he produced his own shorts. But now he he still works in the entertainment industry. He's a set decorator. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, I mean, honestly, that's... You don't realize how important it is until mm-hmm. it's not there or it's done really bad. Oh, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, it, it's funny because I'm watching Better Call Saul and I mm-hmm. listen to the Better Call Saul podcast and they talk a lot about how the set decoration in Jimmy, you know, mm-hmm. Saul Goodman's uh, and Kim, his wife's apartment like really helped inform who their characters are and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's set am- decorating is such an art. It is. Yes. Uh, and then the mom of course is Jessica Hines, formerly mm-hmm. Jessica Stevenson, who yes. we both know from spaced. Mm-hmm. And I really only know her from spaced and she plays Magda in the Bridget Jones movies. Okay. She has um, a small part in um, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, she she's has like a the, very small camera. Yeah, yeah, and she's, that's you know. what I don't understand. Like, she and Simon Pegg made space together mm-hmm. because they worked together on a sketch comedy show and they just hit it off. Yeah. And then they got Edgar Wright, who, like, directed some of the sketches, and he was just, like, this young, young kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if anyone has seen, like, Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz or End of the World or anything, or Baby Driver now mm-hmm. or... You know, Scott Pilgrim, go back and watch Spaced so you can see what Edgar Wright did with no budget. Yeah, like no money. It is fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's only what, like two seasons or something like that? Yeah, it's only two seasons. It's so 12 episodes. Fucking good. I don't understand why she didn't continue to work with them. Like, it it seems weird that they had so much chemistry. And they really, like, friendship is so important. Like, Nick Frost wasn't even an actor. They just kind of got him because fortunately he shares the same name as an established actor. So mm-hmm. when the network thought that they were getting that guy instead oh, that's of so funny. Um, a cook at a restaurant <laughs> that Simon Pegg worked at. That's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know why she's not in more stuff with them. Um, yeah. It could just be that maybe she's not that interested in it. Maybe. She's Edgar seen- Wright, by the way, has a small cameo as one of the teachers in this. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. No, I mean, she's... She might have just wanted to do, especially after doing a film like this, maybe she just wanted to do something different than, you know, like what they were doing. Yeah. You know, I think she kind of likes to do something different all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's my guess is she probably just doesn't always want to do 
that stuff. She's so fucking good, though. She's so good in this. Like too, if yeah. you, if you only know her from this, mm-hmm. and then you go back and watch Space, Spaced. where you're like, oh, she's doing oh, ecstasy, <laughs> yes, and she's at raves, yes, and yeah. that was the thing. Her um, the small part that she has in Shaun of the Dead, she's like one of like Shaun's old like DJ friends, right. So whenever they talk, they're like, yeah, remember, like, uh, 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 yeah, like, yeah, she's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny great. because everyone in that other group are all mirror images yeah, of the well, group. Well, but they're in. all more famous than the cast yeah, that was it's in like it. Like Martin Freeman, Martin Freeman, Matt Lucas, Matt Lucas, and I can't remember who the fourth person is. In it. Oh, but shoot. yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it's either. that's such a great cameo. Yeah. Okay, so Didier was played by Jules Citruk, and Hammer and Tongs did not know he was the biggest child actor in France. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah, so he just came in to the audition totally in character and blew them away, where they're like, well, this kid's fucking Didier. <laughs> like, yeah. His dad is actually a, a huge French comedian actor, Olivier mm-hmm. Citruk, and his grandfather is Joseph Hyam Citruk, who was the chief rabbi of France. Oh my gosh, wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, and then Jules Citruk still works. Uh, he just had a small part fairly recent a lot of his stuff is just french but he has done some stuff that has crossed over into the states he uh he's a small part in the uh mary magdalene movie starring mm. rooney mara and joaquin phoenix yeah that's and, cool yeah he was so good so you know like i said he's basically a rock star mm-hmm. like in it it's in england i guess yeah. i believe he's basically just this rock star like everyone worships him yeah he's girls. like totally new wave has yeah. like the crazy hair crazy and the hair, glasses the and the glasses clothes and like the boots and everyone is just gaga over him and when he's leaving they're like giving him gifts and flowers and as the bus is driving away you know he's in the back and he kind of like drops some of the gifts and someone else on the bus picks up his flowers and starts making fun of him and mm-hmm. they're like loser and you realize like oh he's the biggest dork in France yeah but he's the coolest guy in England and it kind of goes to show like how important first impressions are yeah because all he had to do was walk off the bus like he owned the world and, and everyone was like holy shit yeah that's what I like about this a lot of the other characters, they're not just one-sided. They all no. have a little bit of depth, even though this is definitely Will Proudfoot and Lee Carter's movie. Yeah, on the whole, there's still a little something extra with the other, you know, like, main-ish characters, yeah. you know. So who was, like, a standout performance for you in this? Obviously... Lee and yeah. Will. I mean, there's no denying so from this that, amazing. like, even Garth Jennings was talking about, like, the scene at the end where that he does yeah. that, don't ever call me and my brother scabs again. Yeah. You know? To prepare for that, like, Will Poulter's just kind of laughing, hanging out with everyone. And then he's like, oh, can I have a minute? And he just kind of walks off for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And he comes back and he just has all that emotion. And when they're talking about that, he's there and he's just like kind of shrugging it off. Like, I don't know. Like, he's so like. He's so shy it's like, about it. Don't you know how fucking good you are? Yeah. It's sort of like, have you ever seen the audition of Henry Thomas for when he got the role of Elliot in E.T.? Like, he got it in the room. Yeah. Like, his screen test is online. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, like, he's just crying, like, why do you have to take him? Why? And at the end of it, 
Spielberg, you just hear his voice say, all right, kid, you got it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that had to have been the same way that they felt when they found Will Poulter. I'm sure it's just like, holy shit. He's so good. But also um, Jessica Hines um, slash Jessica Stevenson. There's so much that she does doing so little, Mm -hmm. like just like little looks with her face or like when she's totally had it with like the elder and he's like yelling at her and he's eating and she just like slowly slips like the handkerchief off of her head and then she puts her plate in the sink and then she picks up his plate and puts it in the sink even though he's still eating and she just doesn't turn back around yeah i'm like oh my god she just said so much right now i know (laughs) and it's so... That was such a show don't tell moment. Yeah. Oh god. It was so like she doesn't say anything. She just does these little things and turns around and you're like, "Oh damn, girl." Like it was so good. Yeah. And she does that a lot, you know, where she just has these little moments where she's kind of like looking a certain way or you know, she slips the handkerchief off of her head or Garth Jennings looks... is such a great director mm-hmm. too. Like so I want to dive into Hammer and Tongs for a little bit. This was the movie that they wanted to make even before Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. It took six years to get this made. Wow. And I sought this out because I loved Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy a lot, even though it was a big flop, probably because I liked it, uh, which is because (laughs) it was tailored kind of for an American audience. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I I get it. I think I've experienced every iteration of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, except for there was like a text-based computer game way back in mm-hmm. the day. The radio play, the book, yeah. the original TV series, like I've experienced it all. And I like them all differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think the radio play is probably my favorite version of it, mm-hmm. but... It's kind of nice that even though that movie didn't do so well, they were still given a chance to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's largely because of their history. They got together in 1994 and they were making music videos. They did it for huge bands, uh, mostly British bands like Coldplay and and Blur. Uh, They also did like R.E.M., Fatboy Slim, Beck. Mm -hmm. They were nominated for a Grammy for Radiohead's Lotus Flower video. They did split up a few years after this in 2012 but not because of bad blood nick just Gold, wanted to do yeah, stuff nick just uh he's no longer producing has no interest in it he mm-hmm. formed his own company called everything is illustrated and basically he does uh designer microfiber <laughs> lens cleaners oh. <laughs> where he teams up with artists and you can get think of it as like a really high-end red bubble thing where you can okay. get an exclusive artwork yeah but when they were together, they their offices were in boats on the London Canal. Like their studio, okay. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm... And then when they moved into doing films from music videos, they were like, oh, shit, we're going to need a sound department. So they just got a second boat oh and they God. hitch it up behind the first boat. That's so funny. Yeah. I discovered this. I was talking about the Better Call Saul podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought that ADR stood for additional dialogue recording, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Like when you make a movie or a television show, I know you know, but I'm explaining it for everyone else. Uh, a lot of times you have to re-record 
the audio because of sound on the set or you know it might just not be clear like all of star wars had to be redubbed because the sound of all the costumes yeah. and stuff and um it actually stands for automated dialogue replacement which is oh. stupid because it's anything but automated like i yeah, had to do automated no i had to do adr one time and it's really difficult. Like you, yeah, have, you have to, to match your the mouth. Yeah, you have to not only match your mouth, the same rhythm and tempo of what you were saying word for word, mm-hmm. but you also have to get the emotion. But you're not in costume. You're not with other no, actors, and you're not on watching set. Watching, yeah. yourself perform, yeah. and you have to you're put in yourself a, in. Yeah, you're in a room with a microphone and a monitor, mm-hmm. and someone directing you. Yeah, ADR is not easy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we were talking about set decorating being an art. ADR directing is an art, too. Like, yes, because when they edit for television, you also have to try to get words that kind of look, look like, like yeah. that's why if you watch any movie with Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> edited for television, you're yeah. like, why is he so mad at melon farmers? I know. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Because you have both the M and the F sound there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Garth Jennings, he's still making movies. Mm hmm. He did the Sing movie, that animated movie. Oh, that's movie. so cute. Yeah. yeah, and I, I thought it was okay. It was cute. Yeah. I wonder, though, if that played a role in Taron Egerton getting to do Rocket Man, because- Was he... Sing before Rocket Man? Yeah. I hope so, because- yeah. Rocket Man was great. It was so good, yeah. I'm bummed that he didn't get more accolades for that and kind of got like lost in the shadow of uh, Remy Malik for doing. Oh yeah, Freddie yeah. Because did, did they come out like they came out like pretty much at the time. same time? Yeah, yeah. People were like, "Oh, Remy Malik's so amazing." I'm like, "Yeah, but Taron Egerton fucking was crushed fucking it. Great. And I personally think Rocket Man is a much better movie because the Queen thing is pretty much a paint by numbers yeah, biopic. The, yeah, the the Queen biopic was. I like that you just said biopic instead it's of biopic. biopic. I, because I don't like biopic. It should be biopic. Yeah. Um, I just imagine anytime I mispronounce a word wrong, Joe Apel's like, why? Listen, <laughs> I stand by this. I think it's ridiculous that they say biopic when it should be biopic. Yes. Anyway, but when, you know, when the Queen one came out, I remember people saying like, well, no, it didn't happen like that. It like very much didn't happen this way. And they really did kind of like gloss over a lot of the seedier things. Yeah. And they really played fast and loose with the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the very cool thing that I liked about Rocket Man is that um, they were very honest. Yeah. And I guess like Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to do the queen thing mm-hmm. first and he got fired off of it. Oh shit. But I guess he wanted to do the really like let's show all the oh, dirt. Oh yeah. And Brian May and mm-hmm. the other guys in Queen were like, mm, let's not show the dirt. Yeah. I and I get it, you know, you don't want to air all your dirty laundry. And and I'm sure part of it was trying to preserve the Preserve the legacy of Freddie Mercury. This is going to be a completely random side note. Mm-hmm. A Shel Silverstein song came on Spotify 
this morning mm. on my way to work. Okay. I wonder why no one has done a biopic of Shel Silverstein. I don't know. Because his story is so fucking interesting. He was so talented. He died yes. tragically he young. He did die tragically young. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe um, it's hard to get his life rights. Maybe. You know, maybe his estate doesn't yeah. isn't interested in that. God, that would be a great story. Yes. I got to see if there's like a biography about him or something. Oh, I'm sure there is at least something. Yeah. Unauthorized, maybe. Yeah. But... I want to read something <clears throat> a little deeper than a Wikipedia entry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you have any last words about Son of Rambo? I really, really loved it. I thought it was great. I remember wanting to see it when it came out, but it was at a time where I was super broke and just didn't really go to the movies that often. Mm -hmm. And I, it was when Netflix was in its infancy. So you still got like this DVDs in the mail. Right. Yeah. And um, I know it was on my, it was in my queue, but um, I didn't get to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to, you know, by the time that you and I got together and <laughs> we just merged our accounts and then everything is streaming now anyway. Yeah. But you did like it then, huh? I did. I really liked it a lot. And I really think that if you want to see a very sweet movie <laughs> about learning to understand the people that you love and... I hope it also... And the reason I chose it was because the last movie I picked was First Blood. And I hope it helps you understand why First Blood was so important to me as a kid, too. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's more to a movie than just what the movie is. It's about what it brought to your life yeah. and how you connect with other people because of it. Yeah. I honestly think that's important because people connect all the time because of art, you know, mm. music, film, books, art, fine yeah. art, you know, that that's kind of how people connect in the real world. And I think that just because first blood is an action ish movie um, doesn't mean that people can't connect and find something meaningful in there. Yeah, I, I remember when I saw First Blood, I really wanted to borrow my aunt's video camera mm -hmm. so I could make a movie with all my friends in the <laughs> woods. And I just didn't have the ability to wrangle them all together. Plus, borrowing anything from my aunt came with a price. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> I like that this is a fairly grounded movie, aside mm -hmm. from the stunts in the movie within the movie. Yeah. And the reason that Garth Jennings did that was because he wanted to capture how it felt back then as opposed to how it really was. Yeah. Which I get, you know, I remember riding my bike off a trail when I was a little kid flying off a huge ledge down into a, a giant lake in my parents' subdivision. And I'm 100% positive that isn't as 10th as harrowing as I just said, but I remember it clearly like that in my yeah, mind. That's, yeah, you definitely yeah. feel like you've gone flying. And... Yeah, I probably fell off my bike in a puddle, you know? Yeah, or, you know, like a creek. Yeah, and I see myself in both of these characters as well. You know, I was the quiet kid doodling mm -hmm. in books all day, doing flip pages and yeah. stuff like that. And I was also the loudmouth hooligan that, tried to control the attention I got instead of letting others control it for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. I think Son of Rambo stands up as one of the best movies about childhood. Yeah. You know, along with Stand By Me and Goonies and just about anything that John Hughes did. Mm -hmm. Because the concepts in all of these movies may be like huge and unrelatable, but at 
their core. They're all movies about friendship, like you said. Yeah. And all of these movies, what they have in common is they got the friendship right through casting, mm-hmm. through acting, through the writing, through the directing. So even if you never did make home movies to cope with the loss of your dad or you walked train tracks to see a dead body or you went into a cave looking for pirate's gold if you're lucky then you know what it's like to find that person who really knows you like truly knows Mm -hmm. who you are and makes you not feel alone anymore did you write that down you're so me (laughs) you're so me we kept looking down at your paper i was like did you write that yes (laughs) that's very sweet God, you're so mean. I'm not mean. <laughs> you I'm know, mean. at the end of um, No Dogs in Space, mm-hmm. when Marcus Parks wraps up a whole series on a band with something really deep like that, Carolina Hidalgo does not go, did you write that down? <laughs> like, well, because he's reading the whole, he's basically reading everything. I wanted to be prepared too. I didn't say it was bad. You're making me feel self-conscious. I was prepared. Join us on our Facebook group and let mm-hmm. us know what you thought of this movie. Or is there a movie about childhood friendship that really speaks to you? Because I'd really like to see yeah. more of those. Yeah. And mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram as Allison posts a ton of pictures. I think this would be a fun one for you to, uh, the week before the preview episode comes out, try to get people to guess what it is. I will see what I can do. Okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Leave a comment and uh, leave a review. Tell a friend. Join us next week as I find out along with you what movie Allison is going to make me watch next. Yes. All right, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.